Good morning, it's Saturday, August 1st, 2020. It's a beautiful day here in the Northeast. It's pretty much clear in the sky. It's a summer morning. Got the cicadas in the background, if you can hear them. The birds are pretty happy. So uh, I'm gonna read an article this morning that I came across. And I didn't get too far before I got pretty annoyed. The title of the message is DARPA's Man in Wuhan. This is an article written by Raul Diego, and it is posted on a website called unlimitedhangout.com. I just came across this website. I've never been on this website before. Michael, Hall Michael Callahan's career began in USAID and in the bioweapons labs of the former Soviet Union advancing the agenda of the global bioweapons and pharmaceutical cartels. He would take what he learned there to execute a massive expansion of DARPA's biodefense portfolio and today finds himself squarely in the center of the origins of the coronavirus pandemic. I'll try to read this quick. It does say it's a 20 minute read, but I'm not gonna lie, I have hash browns cooking. Dr. Michael Callahan was given a leave of absence from the senior executive role at United Therapeutics in the wake of the COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan, China. Sent there to assist colleagues handling mass infections of the novel coronavirus under his joint appo appointment at a Chinese sister hospital of the Massachusetts General Hospital forward slash Harvard Medical School, where he has maintained a faculty appointment since 2005. So let's just go over this really quick. A Chinese sister hospital here in the States. Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School. And I have mentioned this in a previous podcast. I think a beautiful day to have your rights taken away. I believe it was that one where I mentioned the, com the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated our institutions. And this is not an idea originally... Um, proposed by me, proposed by me, uh, this is something that I came across and I came to the realization this past year, well, obviously the United States has taken a page out of the CCP's playbook, but I wasn't really fully aware of how much they were infiltrated into academic institutions because I, I just don't attend those institutions and I don't really keep up what's going on, but uh, so here we actually have a medical hospital, a medical school that is considered a Chinese sister hospital. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, so this is Dr. Michael Callahan. Um, so Callahan will be pouring through thousands of case studies emerging from the epicenter of the outbreak in Wuhan, examining patients in Singapore and briefing U.S. officials on the location of the next likely outbreak, according to Nachio. The doctor marveled at the magnificent infectivity of the disease, which sits like a little silent smart bomb in your community. In quotes, this is what this doctor said, quote, magnificent infectivity. I'm in the hood. Sorry, people. This is what they do out here. Uh, end quotes. Yeah, they don't believe in stop signs or red lights. They just do what the fuck they want. Um, and end quotes. The disease sits like a little silent smart bomb in your community. Yeah, crazy stuff. Now, I'm going to cut this message right now because um, my hash browns are frying. And uh, it's pretty hot out here, so I'm, I'm about to put on a tank top. I'll talk to you in a bit. Okay, so I'm back. And um, the hash browns, they, they came out pretty good, but they could have been better. 
uh, you know, sometimes I don't get the oil hot enough, and then it just takes forever for them to get brown and crispy, but, you know, it was alright. I could do better. So, going back to DARPA, okay, um, I have mentioned DARPA a few times in my podcast, and I, I want to define what this government agency is, because... DARPA pops up a lot in my conversations, and DARPA also, um, you know, they're the ones who put out the drones, so let's, uh, uh, alright, DARPA. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, D-A-R-P-A, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, is an agency of the United States Department of Defense responsible for the development of emerging technologies for use by the military. Now, emerging technologies, you know, all the brain science, GMOs, all of that stuff. Drones, RFID, shipping people, uh, all of that stuff is, is, would fall under the category of emerging technology. Alright, and this is originated through the military. This is originated through them, and, and, and their goal is one thing and that's to go to battle and that's to go to war with you even their own citizens you know they sold us the dream for a long time they sold us the lie for a very long time about how free we are and i've bitched about this in previous podcasts and i've bitched about this my whole life we are not as free as they tell us so there's a very interesting quote by frank zappa and i'll try to find it later but let's go back to darpa Originally known as the Advanced Research Projects Agency, ARPA, they changed the name, they added a D. The agency was created in February 1958 by President Dwight D. Eisenhower in response to the Soviet launching of Sputnik 1 in 1957. By collaborating with the academic industry and government partners, DARPA formulates and executes research and development projects to expand the frontiers of technology and science often beyond immediate U.S. military requirements. DARPA-funded projects have provided significant technologies that influence many non-military fields, here we go, such as computer networking and the basis for the modern internet and graphical user interfaces in information technology. So much more than that. DARPA is is independent of other military research and development and reports directly to senior department of defense management. Now, Department of Defense is where we get our GMOs. Department of Defense, they're the ones who, uh, you know, basically have a history of experimenting on the population. So, we all know they're in cahoots, and this is who they answer to. Okay, so, again, it is independent of other military research and reports directly to senior DOD management. DARPA compromises approximately 220 government employees in six technical offices, including nearly 100 program managers who together oversee about 250 research and development programs. I'm sure it's a lot more than that. So they talk about when the name of the organization changed, blah, blah, blah. All right, so I'm, I'm reading Wikipedia right now, and I really didn't want to read that one. I actually thought I was clicking on DARPA itself and now I am on the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency website itself, not Wikipedia, my bad. Um and I am under the About Us page. They have a little YouTube overview. 
um, on YouTube. Yep. Pivotal Investments Breakthrough Technologies for National Security. Ooh, they even have a magazine. They have a magazine. Oh my goodness, DARPA has a magazine. DARPA's D60 magazine. Look at that. Ooh, changing how we win. What nice propaganda. I wonder who reads this shit. Okay, so for 60 years, DARPA has held to a singular and enduring mission to make pivotal investments in breakthrough technologies for national security. The genesis of that mission and of DARPA itself dates to the launch of Sputnik in 1957. Okay, this is echoed by Wikipedia. Wikipedia echoed this. And the commitment by the United States that from that time forward, it would, it would be the initiator and not the victim of strategic technological surprises. So at that point, DARPA decided the United States will be the initiator and not the victim of strategic technological surprises. Woohoo! Surprises every place. Working with innovators inside and outside of government, DARPA has repeatedly delivered on that mission, transforming revolutionary concepts and even even seeming impossibilities into practical capabilities. Yeah, they got those robots, man. The ultimate results have included not only game-changing military capabilities such as precision weapons and stealth technology, but also such icons of modern civilian society such as the internet, automated voice recognition, and language translation, global positioning system, GPS receivers small enough to embed in myriad consumer devices. Just so sad, sounds so ominous, but I mean, this is like our cell phones, basically, all our devices. DARPA explicitly reaches for transformational change instead of incremental advances. Ooh, okay. But it does not perform its engineering alchemy in isolation. It works with an innovation ecosystem that includes academic, corporate, and governmental partners with a constant focus on the nation's military services, which work with DARPA to create new strategic opportunities and novel tactical options. Everything is new, strategic, tactical. For decades, this vibrant interlocking ecosystem of diverse collaborators, they're just fluffing themselves up. I already read about the 220 employees. All right. So that was that was a little bit about DARPA. It wasn't really much because it was a lot of bullshit and fluff, but they, they had their own magazine. Our research. Let's see what their research right now. Mm-hmm. Our programs. Let's see. Dotbot.mil. Our research. I'm having a problem with the internet today. So, well, I guess it just doesn't want to fucking open. All right, well, we won't go that far. Let's read the article. Dr. Michael Callahan was given a leave of absence from a senior executive role at United Therapeutics in the wake of the COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan, China. Sent there to assist colleagues handling mass infections of the novel coronavirus under his joint appointment at a Chinese sister hospital. (laughs) Chinese sister hospital here in the States, Massachusetts General Harvard Medical School. Soon, Callahan will be pouring through thousands of case studies emerging from the epicenter of the outbreak in Wuhan, examining patients in Singapore and briefing U.S. officials in the location of the next likely outbreak. See? So this Callahan dude, right? He's part of DARPA biodefense program, and he's going over there to tell them, you know, to give them advice, obviously, on how to curtail the outbreak or what to expect next, right? 
Oh, he's he's telling the U.S. officials when he went over there what we should expect next, right? He's boots on the ground, DARPA, um, following up, I suppose, right? Strategic and innovative. All of this stuff comes to mind when you're talking about releasing a bioweapon such as a virus. These people are into this shit, as would be supported by what he says, right? This sounds like a man who's into this. All right, so... He briefed U.S. officials on the location of the next likely outbreak, and he marveled at the, quote, magnificent infectivity, end quote, of the disease, quote, which sits like a little silent smart bomb in your community, but he marveled at it. It was a magnificent, magnificent (laughs) creation, right? The doctor's strange fascination with viral infections and morbid titillation might well be attributed to the fact that he was dedicated he has dedicated his life to studying these microscopic killers and he's a DARPA dude, right? Triple boarded in internal medicine, infectious diseases, and tropical medicine. Callahan, nevertheless, also has a strong entrepreneurial streak and drove him to launch no less than eleven companies and develop eight patents. Callahan's nose for business came into play early on in the pandemic. After studying data from over 6,000 patient records from Wuhan, he reportedly detected a pattern that could point to a possible treatment using low-cost and widely available ingredient of an over-the-counter histamine receptor antagonist called famotidine, more commonly known as the brand name Pepsid. I heard about this. People were wiping this off stuff off the shelves, and I, I, I just didn't even have a chance to really dig into it. It was just so many things were coming out at the time. And here he says he detected the pattern. This was published by this dude. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't think you have an easy time finding it. Not a big deal. Simultaneously in the U.S., it is claimed an old colleague of Callahan's, Dr. Robert Malone, had been conducting a study with U.S. government-sponsored research teams. Specifically, Malone was working alongside U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DTRA, consultants to carry out supercomputer-based analysis to identify existing FDA-approved drugs that may be useful against the novel coronavirus responsible for COVID-19. Further analysis Promotidine turned out to be the most attractive combination of safety, cost, and pharmaceutical characteristics. That's fucking amazing. A simple over-the-counter cure, H2 blogger. I mean, you're not even talking about hydroxychloroquine. You're not even talking about citronine. You're talking about fucking Pepsid. Pepsid. The stuff that people take when they eat too much. Pepsid. H2 blocker. Also reduces acid production in the stomach. Who knew that it's a treatment? Let's read this again. He said it was a treatment? Crazy. That is so wild. Both Dr. Callahan and Malone claim to be unaware of each other's conclusions regarding the anti-acid, and despite agreeing to collaborate, each claims to have made the initial discovery. Malone offered a February post on LinkedIn as proof where he asserts that he was the first to take the drug to treat my own case. Interesting. Upon discovering the proper dose, Callahan, meanwhile, never provided any evidence of his 
ostensible breakthrough, though he claims to have told Mr. Malone himself about the discovery before the Virginia-based physician began running sequences through the DTRA computers. Amazing. 1988, nobody cares about 1988 in the company, his first company, Rescue Medicine. That's great that he was able to compile the data and pick that up, but you notice how that wasn't really even mentioned in the news? Right? This is the DARPA dude. This is the military. They went in there and they said, boom, these people did the best. We have not heard a word about Pepsid, not a peep in the mainstream news. Not a fucking word. Right? Everything is hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax and remdesivir and a vaccine. But here you had a fucking simple over-the-counter H2 blocker and that cut the symptoms of whatever the initial virus that was in Wuhan. Who the fuck knows what we're dealing with now, but I would think the treatment method would probably be the same. Now, I haven't looked for Pepsid on the shelves because that's just, that's just not my thing. I have my own holistic treatments. Am I that worried or concerned about corona at this point? No, because I'm pretty certain I've been exposed enough time. Do I have antibodies? Do I give a fuck? I'm prepared either way. But I will make it a point to look for Pepsid, Femotidine, uh, and see when it's back on the shelves. I highly doubt it will be back on the shelves because it's likely our fucking government told them to take it off the shelves or hoard it. It's really crazy stuff. But um, yeah, if you find any Pepsid on the shelves and you're worried about Corona, I guess there's a treatment method. Who knows if that works for other viruses, but that would be interesting to say the least. of freedom will continue as long as it's profitable to continue the illusion. At the point where the illusion becomes too expensive to maintain, they will just take down the scenery, pull back the curtains, move the tables and chairs out of the way, and you will see the brick wall at the back of the theater. Frank Zappa, listed under Freedom-Illusion.